0: Germany failed to take a bite at the apple and get full points from a France team that also was unable to take full advantage of their opportunities. Hello, everybody, and welcome to coverage of Match Day 5 here at Bavarian Podcast Works of Euro 2020. My name is Jake Fenner, and I am coming to you right after Germany. Failed to pick up any points at the Allianz Arena, oh, sorry, the Fußball Arena München, uh, losing one nil off of a Mats Hummels own goal to the French national team. Allow me to take multiple swigs from a half stein of Palana Hefeweizen because this game. If, if if you've been watching the German national team over the last many number of years and you wanted to show them what Germany has looked like after the 2018 World Cup, this was the game to show somebody. Just... Tactical stagnation. Terrible game and man management. And missed opportunity after missed opportunity for the German national team. The one goal scored in all of this was a Mats Hummels' own goal. And in all fairness, it was not Mats Hummels' fault. There was a... Cross in low from Luca Hernandez looking for somebody in the middle. I believe it was Benzema. Um, it went past one German. I believe it was either Joshua Kimmich or it was Matthias Ginter. Either way, whoever it was was unable to stick a leg out and force a corner. Instead, Mats homels had to clear it. He couldn't get a foot on it, he roofed it into his own net, and that was the only goal that was scored the entire game. As is per usual, I have three observations. The first is that it looks like the offensive ideals for this team has not changed at all. Same toothless, boring possession football, except they kept losing possession or they didn't have meaningful possession. Crosses kept flying in and over the heads of German players. There really was not any moment in the second half where I thought Germany was going to score a goal outside of in the 53rd minute when a cross from Robin Gosens fell right to Serge Gnabry inside of the box and instead of putting his laces through it, he decided to place the ball and hit it with the side of his foot instead of winding up and smacking it with his laces and instead of burying it past Hugo Lloris it went over the bar just barely and onto the top netting I don't exactly blame Canabary there. It's a decision that strikers have to make all the time, whether to place it or to put your power through it. In that one, he clearly should have kept his head down and his shoulders forward and put his power through it instead of trying to place it. But over and over again, Germany kept gaining possession from the French and coming up the field and barely getting anything at all at all really did not look like they i don't want to say cared because a lot of people on the pitch cared but at the end of the day from footmob they have a 1.1 xg and that is really not something that you want to see from a team that takes 10 shots and creates seven chances, two of which are big chances. And has an 89% pass accuracy rating. But it's definitely something you would see from a team that takes 10 shots with six of those ten being off target and three of those ten being blocked. XG in the first half was 0. 0.65 to 0. 0.16 in favor of Germany. In the second half, it was 0. 0.45 to for Germany. Their XG from open play, their XG from set plays, it was all in favor of Germany. Every stat points towards Germany being the better attacking team. But taking a look at this game, watching this game, just proves nothing has changed. There is no offensive weapon. There is no firepower. There is no Robert Lewandowski in the middle. There is nobody tall on this team who's a striker in the middle because they left Luca Waldschmidt off of the roster. They left Florian Niederlechner of Augsburg off the roster. They left any tall attacker off the roster, which is really interesting, considering that a majority of the team plays for Bayern Munich, and a majority of Bayern Munich's goals come from a really big, tall striker in the middle who likes to score from headers. And it helps that they're the people on the wings or in the midfield who like to distribute the ball up a little bit more. But we will get to team selection later. The next point I get to talk about is that France should have won this game 3-0. They should have scored at least one goal extra in the first half and at least one in the second half. There were two great goals from Kylian Mbappe. Well, not exactly. One was assisted by Kylian Mbappe to Karim Benzema and one was entirely Mbappe. It was a beautiful goal. It was a curled goal that went off the inside of the right post and passed Manuel Neuer. Beautiful goal from Mbappe, but his initial pass was offside. The second disallowed goal, Mbappe, was clearly offside ahead of time, and even though he slid his pass right into Karim Benzema, it did not count. And so the game still ended 1-0, because Germany kept getting second chance after second chance after second chance after second chance to the point where their second chances reached double-digit chances. And they still failed in every way to generate those chances. France did a fantastic job being able to get up and down the pitch. They sat beautifully in what basically looked like a 4-4-1-1 with two lines of a defensive block. That did phenomenally. Paul Pogba had a fantastic game. Golo Kante had a fantastic game. Rafael Varane had a fantastic game. Benjamin Pavard, after facing what looked like a very gruesome injury late in the second half after an attempt to go after a header by Robert Gozan's fantastic game from him. The midfield of France was fantastic. They did a great job in terms of winning back possession and trying their best to counterattack, even though their counterattacks didn't always work. That front three of Griezmann, Mbappe, and, uh, and Karim Benzema is going to be fantastic when France inevitably win the Euros. Because... Sure, as there is a sun in the sky, if this Germany team, the one we saw today, keeps playing, there is no way that Germany is getting into the round of 16 at all. I guess I'll also take this time to address the um, the issue that Germany uh, didn't really cut their teeth this game. They seemed to be chomping at the bit in front of goal, but they weren't able to take a bite at the apple like they should have. They didn't really sink their teeth into this game, and I can't come up with another teeth pun. Anyone who watched the game knows where I'm going with this one. Antonio Rudiger bit uh, Paul Pogba, for all of a sudden the spirit of Luis Suarez infected Antonio Rudiger, and it wasn't really like a chomp, like Luis Suarez has been known to do in the past. If anything, it was more like a nibble. I don't know. I'll put it this way. It was not the kind of bite that you would use on a bratwurst. It's more like a bite you would use while eating Haribo's. That's the best way that I could put it, using German references. Okay third and final point. Yogi Love cannot leave this team soon enough. I don't know about you guys, but if I'm a manager, my team needs to score goals, I would field a striker in my starting lineup. He has only two, right? Because like I said, Luka Waldschmidt of Benfica and Florian Niederlechner of Augsburg are not in the selection. So instead, he has people like Timo Werner, who is not known for scoring headers, and Kevin Voland, who is not known for scoring headers to contest with. He had Serge Canabri, who has occasionally scored headers up front. He had Kai Havertz. Up front, he had Thomas Müller as, like, occasionally a 9, but really a false 9 in the roster. His first substitution, down 1-0, with, by the way, Joshua Kimich on a yellow card, never brought him out of the game, and thankfully he didn't get another one. But at the time, I was concerned because I don't want to lose him for the rest of the tournament. And it sure looks like this is going to be the entire tournament, right? But especially when you consider that the midfield consists of people like uh, Florian Neuhaus and Emre Chan occasionally, I wouldn't have been terribly opposed to pulling off Kimmich in the 65th minute. something like that. It should also uh, be important to note that there was only one central midfielder in Germany's sub-bench. It was Florian Neuhaus. One. One person who can sub on for midfield. Ilkay Gundogan did not have a great game. I would have loved to have seen Florian Neuhaus come in for Ilkay Gundawan or Joshua Kimmich, if needed, right? Because you have Leroy Sané, he can play on the right. You have Christian Günther, he can play on the right. You have Marcel Halstenberg, he can play on the left for Robin Gosens, but no. No. We're going to make our first substitution in the 74th minute. Down 1-0. Chasing the game the entire second half. We're going to wait until the 74th minute to bring on any subs. And it's Timo Werner and Leroy Sané, both of which did not have any impact on the game. Leroy Sané did his trademark of taking a left-footed shot and blasting it nine miles over the bar. And Timo Werner was just non-existent the entire game. He brought in two more subs, but not until the 88th minute. At which point, Kylian Mbappe almost single-handedly helped France go up 3-0. The man is tactically corrupt. He has terrible man management. If I was the German national team, if he already said if he hadn't already said he was resigning, I would have fired him after this game. I do not care that you have a tournament to play. I would rather deal with the ghost of Fritz Walter as head coach of this team. Then Yogi Love. I would rather, no cap, I would rather have Nico Kovach be the head coach of this German national team right now than Yogi Love. The man is gone. Tactically, in terms of innovation, in terms of fielding a team to succeed, in terms of fielding the best team around him, putting players in a position to succeed. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what Yoziwa Kimmich would do at right back. Now, all I want to see him is at central midfield. He was not doing it. He's more... It's clear to me now that Yozua Kimmich is a better player in the center of the park than he is out wide at right back. He's much better used in the middle of the field. I do not want to see Yozua Kimmich at the right again. Ever again. Germany's not doing it. Germany is not doing it unless there's changes unless there's changes keeping in mind we're playing a Portugal team that just beat a Hungary team that Germany drew 3-3 a couple of months ago Portugal beat them 3-0 but the scoreline really is unfair to the Hungarians anybody that saw that game would agree with that Hungary had a fantastic game for 82 minutes. An unfortunate goal went off of Vili Orban and passed Peter Golashi. A soft penalty was given and Ronaldo was able to save, uh, to convert it. And then Ronaldo scored another goal on his own to go within three of the most international goals all time. That's what Germany has. I would not be shocked if this Germany team finishes last in this group. After what I saw today, they fully deserve it. They fully deserve it. No ounce of hesitation. They fully deserve it. That being said, there were a couple of things from this German team that I liked. I liked the... Ability for them to intercept. They seemed to really stop the France attack. The back line did a pretty good job this game. Hummels, after being really unfortunate with that own goal, had a wonder tackle against Kylian Mbappe and saved the game from being 2-0. All on his own. Robin Gosens had a pretty decent game on the left side. He kept stopping attacks from France. Matthias Ginter had a fantastic game as well. The midfield had a great job intercepting the ball. I would say every good thing that happened to Germany today came from the defense. I would not change that at all. I would keep Gosens in on the left side. But something has to be done about the attack. Something has to be done to bring Joshua Kimik into the midfield. If I'm looking at this team, my ideal roster is same back three of Ginter, Hummels, and Rüdiger. Gozens on the left, Tony Kos and Joshua Kimik in the midfield. Serge Serge Gnabry on the right, Thomas Müller and Kai Havertz where they were before, and then either Kevin Voland or Timo Werner up top. And the bench cannot have nearly as many defenders as it did. It had both keepers, Robin Kolsch a defender, Sule a defender, Marcel Halstenberg a defender, Lucas Klostermann a defender, Christian Gunther really a defender, really a left back, and one. Central midfielder in Florian Neuhaus. Kevin Volland, Timo Werner, Leroy Sané, were used subs along with Emre Can, who is a combination center-defensive midfielder and a center-back. If you're not starting Leon Goretzka, put him on the bench. If you're not starting Musiala, put him on the bench. There is no reason for a team with a back three to have five defenders on the bench and one midfielder in a game against France, the number two team in the world, the reigning world champions. You deserved this loss, Yogi. If you go winless, in my opinion, it's... In my opinion, this and 2018 almost... Not entirely, but almost nullify 2014. At this point, I believe Hansi Flick probably did more in 2014 than Yogi Love did. Because ever since he's been gone, there doesn't look like there has been any positive developments from this team offensively. And I know I just fielded a lineup that makes a lot of sense. And that Yogi Love would never field that lineup. So, I'm just mentally ready for this team to finish bottom of the group and crash out. And Yogi Love might not ever get a managerial job again as a result of it. So... That is it Germany play Portugal next they play Portugal in four days on Saturday at noon Lord knows nothing will change We all know that nothing will change and that Yogi will still field a similar or the same lineup. I can feel it. I think you can feel it. It's another collapse. It's another crashing out of the World Cup. How the hell was he not fired after 2018? How did you let this man retire and walk away from the team? We're about to have another national disgrace on our hands. And I know we just played France and that France is a great team, but to have so many second chances and pick a team that is so offensively deficient, specifically up front, baffles me to no end. that's it. I'm done. We will see you all tomorrow with Match Day 6 coverage. See you later.